2: You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the director for the film Paris 13th District, Jacques Ayudard, and its star, Lucy Zhang.
0: Can I ask you a question? What is your sentimental life? I don't want to be with anyone else. Cool. You told me a couple times I had a relationship problem. What does that Que t'es immature et égocentrique, une vie. D'accord, maman, on s'est bien ici, là, là, hein, toi là, toi Je parle de toi, t'es bonne vendeuse. La semaine dernière, j'ai j'expédiais un carton d'un cru à un type dans la voix ne faisait pas. Si, si, je pense que tu viens de me dire une grosse connerie. Là. Non, mais je te jure. <rire> On partage le ménage, on divise le frigo en deux et on se promène plus à pas dans l'appart. C'est tout Bah oui, quoi, c'est tout.
2: All right, Lucy and Jacques, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk with me today about the newest film, uh, Paris 13th District. It's a plaisir partage
1: We're glad to share with you.
2: Absolutely. So I first want to congratulate uh, Lucy on uh, getting nominated for a César Award, this being your feature debut uh, film performance. How does it feel, uh, this whole year-long process, from the time the film premiered at Cannes to its uh, release now, uh, what has the experience been like for you?
0: That's the deepest thing I wanted to say. Uh, and I grew up a lot, and uh, I I learned so many things. And uh, this is the kind of experience I would have. I would never have if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if, it, if uh, I didn't play in a film
2: mm-hmm. of this kind. Absolutely. And Jacques, this is a movie that is about relationships between people who are not teenagers but full-fledged adults and they're very very mature in the decisions that they are going through in life Uh, but at the same time there is a frustration because of the aimlessness of what they ultimately want and what they desire Um, can you talk a little bit about Capturing that, and why was that something that was on your mind as a filmmaker, as a story that you wanted to tell?
0: beaucoup personnages The reason
1: why I chose them, um, actually, a lot of these characters were originally from the work of Andre Tomine. Uh, Adrienne um the, the, the author of the graph, graphic novels on which the film is based. And so I might not necessarily have thought of the range of characters that he has, a young Asian girl, uh, the cam girl, um, a character like Nora, um, but working with these characters, um, why that particular age? Well, I think People who are at that age are already at a point where they've achieved something, but what I wanted to explore was these people in their social category, these are young people, but they're not teenagers They're or people who are either highly educated or have professional training of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, or they may be people who have been working, working at jobs for a little bit already. And they're at a point in their life where they're not really sure which is the path that they wanna take. Do they wanna strike out on their own path or are they going to follow the paths that are more or less predetermined, uh, perhaps by their families, as is the case with Emily, or um, socially, as is the case with uh, Camille. So basically, it's a group of people who are are at that age, but they're at a point where they are not committed. anything in particular in our Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. and in a way it's almost like there's an underlying story which is you know how much how much life are you entitled to is it just one life can you reinvent yourself can you have a second life Mm -hmm. and if you want to reinvent yourself how much does that reinvention cost
2: these are really tough questions (laughs) but really really interesting to think about um this is something that i feel that Western uh, films like in Hollywood are not exploring in today's traditional romantic comedies. Uh, These are very mature themes that I feel European filmmakers, especially uh, with a film like yours and also recently with something like Worst Person in the World, are much more comfortable um, exploring through tough conversations, through sex, through desire, through pain and difficulty of Trying to weave through the challenges of life, do you sense that divide, and do you feel that that is something that can have maybe a greater influence on uh, stories that are told here in Hollywood? Je,
0: je, d'abord, j'ai pas j'ai, jamais la prétention de d'avoir une connaissance exhaustive du, du cinéma hollywoodien ou ou américain, mais comment? Moi, je peux revendiquer des influences, euh, des influences euh, très, très simples. Hein, de, 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 les films de Woody Allen, pour moi, ont été, ont été des influences fortes. Euh, de, comment, au, au, au fond du film, Alors, ça, ça, ça remonte peut-être à loin, mais Sex, Lies and Video Ted", Soderbergh, c'est une référence forte. Euh, je pourrais en citer d'autres. Aujourd'hui, Spike, euh, Spike Lee a été une référence forte. Comment le... le I,
1: I don't really make any claim to be an expert on uh American cinema Hollywood version. Um but what I think is that you know for me the kind of American films that, that I looked to and that were influential for me were films like Woody Allen's films or um mm-hmm of uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Soderbergh, or even Spike Lee, films of Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. These are all films where, um, you know, there, that there that are, that are these kinds of questions
2: the, that are Marriage? What, marriage what? Story. Ah, marriage Story. So you are merveilleux absolutely Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And you mentioned uh, Woody Allen's films there. Would you say that Manhattan was uh, an influence for why you chose to shoot this movie in black and white? No, uh, no, 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 um,
1: can I answer your question? Yes and no. Um, I, the, the photography certainly was sublime uh, in Manhattan, uh, but for me, I think um, my film's not the same kind of film. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really tried to do is perhaps deal with um, deal with my city, which is Paris, and, and deal with it in a different way—not in a way that's historical, romantical—but to deal with it like a modern city, but this romanticism within the context of this modernity. Mm-hmm
2: You really can't ask for much more than that can you people check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the evergreen podcast network Lucy can you tell me what it was like getting the screenplay meeting Jacques coming on board to the project what was that process like uh, how did you come on board
0: I come on board I came on board uh, because the casting director the casting director has uh, I some trust in me
2: trust trust in me mm-hmm. and i imagine you have to have a tremendous amount of trust in jacques i know he's sitting right next to you but i imagine that there had to be a lot of trust there between you and him uh this being your first film
0: i don't know if he has a lot of trust on me but i <laughs> I naturally have a trust on him because i i don't know anything I, i'm just like i'm just ignorant of everything ignorant mm-hmm. the, so I had to trust and I trusted everyone also the casting director, uh, the um, assistants and everyone so
1: it's uh, totally natural that I trusted him
0: completely. I
1: think that your question about trust is an interesting one because, you know, when you're on a shoot, one group gives itself over to another that it has to trust, who gives themselves over to another group that has to trust, and then another, and yet we never talk about it
0: too much. on the and
1: <laughs> what kind of situation is it when I, if I arrive on the set in the morning and I say, well, I don't have any more trust.
2: <laughs> probably a bad film.
1: <laughs> probably no film.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Lucy, what would you say was probably the most uh, challenging aspect of this experience and what was the most rewarding?
0: The most challenging aspect is to play someone who is so different than me. And the most rewarding is the same thing.
2: Oh, I like that.
0: Yes, because uh, the most challenging things are the most rewarding. And the most painful uh, experiences are the the one who, like, if you you go through uh, when it's hard, when it's painful, when it's not easy, when you have to put uh your yourself entirely you have it takes a lot of life Uh, it takes your heart your mind your spirit and everything your your body etc if you go through this it's already a reward i don't know if uh, i expressed it uh clearly or not but like there are steps and you have to go through the steps it's not Mm -hmm. uh, it's not direct immediate nothing is immediate
2: yeah uh, and Jacques, last question, um, you have given us so many great movies in so many different genres, you're, you're a chameleon, you're a shapeshifter, you can do pretty much almost anything. And your last film before this one uh, was your first film in the English language, the sisters brothers. I'm curious to know if you have any intention of returning to English language storytelling in the future.
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. Um, actually, it when it, it's it's not. It was a very good experience for me. Although I don't really know how much I benefited by it linguistically, but shooting a film in English, but no, I I don't really have any intention to do it again. But my next film it'll be in Spanish, which is another language that I don't speak. So. <laughs> It's, it's, it's some kind of obsession with me. <laughs> and I, I think it's it's really has to do with your relationship, my relationship with my native language, my my mother tongue. Um, it's, it's, it's a case where when I'm working in my own language, I'm obsessed by it. I'm obsessed by what the rhythm of the language is, by the sound of the language, not just what the meaning of it is. But if I'm working in a in a foreign language, a language I don't know. I can really then just concentrate on the acting and what people are doing rather than worrying about those other aspects that I would be concerned with if the film were in French. And I, I find it amazing. If you remember the old way they used to make films in Italy, not so much now, but before, they would use cameras where that gave off a lot of sound. So they couldn't really record the dialogue while they were making the film. So very often the actors would just think, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then they would be post-dubbed. And I don't know if they still do that, but I find that to me an amazing idea.
2: Some cameras are very loud. Some cameras can be very, very loud. So um, I thank you both for taking the time to chat with me today about this film. It's really, really excellent. And I think that a lot of people can definitely benefit from watching these characters go through the situations that they're going through in their romantic and personal lives. So um, congratulations to both of you and much success in the future. Merci, soon. Au revoir. Thank Bye. you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the director for Paris 13th District, Jacques Ayudard, and its leading star, Lucy Zhang, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Paris 13th District is being released in theaters by IFC Films on April 18th in limited release. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.